Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. will be looking to extend their proud record of the UEFA Champions League. Here is Tell trying to finish it. Kane will finish it. And there won't be any criticism now. So here goes Saka. Saka, it is. That's a big goal. He's so reliable. Boylison with time to deliver. Oscarson didn't get it. Rudy Balti does. 4-3 Copenhagen. A player called Rooney just scored the winner against Manchester United. What a week of Champions League action. Here's a look at Wednesday's results. Shocker, Man U, uh, big, big loss, 4-3 to Copenhagen. Arsenal get a big 2-0 over Sevilla. Napoli draw 1-1 with Union Berlin. Real Sociedad 3-1 over Benfica. Bayern Munich 2-1 over Galatasaray. PSV getting a 1-0 victory over Lanz. Real Madrid 3-0 over Braga. And Inter Milan 1-0 over FC Salzburg. Let's take a look at the Group B table. Arsenal sitting at the top on nine points, but weren't able to advance to the knockout round uh, on match day four. They need just one point of the last two match days uh, in order to advance. But uh, exciting win for uh, we've got some Arsenal fans here on the desk today. Just a Saka. It's it's a, a convincing win and one a good response too. We needed that. Yes. We were two two losses on the bounce. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you can't have three losses in a row. And and Trissard has been has been very good when he's played and it also shows kind of Eddie Nketiah's level at, at the moment. He's Eddie Nketiah is good when you're playing against the the, the minnows in the English. The Premier Sheffield League. United. Yeah. Right. Which is which which is there there's value to that. But when you're talking about competing in Champions League and competing for the, the, the title, the league title, you need a quality striker. And Trissard just fits the mold right now just because he's, a, he's such a good player and he can move, he has the freedom to kind of move all over the pitch, and open he had up connection lanes. Too. Exactly. It's fantastic. But I think Arteta knows he needs, come January, he needs to go in the transfer market to get a, a top striker because Gabby Jesus, you can't rely on him now the with injuries, his health. Yeah. He is, I, I've, all, I've said it from the very beginning, when he's healthy and fit, Arsenal are a different side, and this is a team that can compete and win. That's a big win. Right? That's yeah, a really big win. But the consistency with his health, can you, can you trust that he'll be healthy for a full season? Do you think At that's the point, difference no. for Arsenal between winning the league, winning Champions League, or not? Uh, it's not the only thing that is going to set Arsenal apart from the rest of, of the pack, but it, it's a big boost when you have Gabby Jesus there. So if he's not there, there's a big drop-off. Massive. It's too much yeah. of a drop-off for a team that is competing for, you know, a domestic title and a, and a Champions League title. And what I like most about Trossard is you don't know exactly what he's going to do next. He's so multifaceted. Mm-hmm. He may not be really great at any one thing, but he's extremely good at a couple different things. Versus an Eddie Nketi, which you kind of know if, as a defender, you know what he's going to do. You kind of mm-hmm. understand what he's go- at least trying to do. One-dimensional. Where Trossard, every time he strikes the ball, it's a bit of a surprise. You don't know 
know if that's about to be a pass or a shot on goal. And there's something about that, even as, a, as an Arsenal fan, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, I like the dynamic that yeah. that brings to this front line. And the way he connects, you mentioned he his connection with Saka. He gets a great little pocket to space, mm-hmm. too. It's, it's, what it's a, really hard what to... What a combo. Yeah. I, for me, what stood out most in this game was, uh, did Martinelli level up? He kind of manned up in this game. He was treating these defenders like they were ragdolls. This was a completely different ragdoll. Well, this was a diff- <laughs> there's a couple W's in ragdolls when I say it. I get it. But there's, this was a different level we've seen from Martinelli. Where if you go back even just a year. He's getting pressured in certain moments, and he's kind of cowering to them. That feels like, I don't know what happened, what's clicked with Martinelli, but this season he's done with that. He's not putting his head down. He's not trying to find ways around defenders. He's saying, I'm going to make a fool out of you if you try to play me that way, if you try to hack at me. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's evolved. And, and it comes with, I think, that learning experience of last season. We watched it up and close and personal with Manchester City at the Etihad. Kyle Walker put him in his pocket. And it was a man versus a boy. And he didn't go after Kyle Walker. No. He allowed that to happen. And so now we're seeing him learn from those mistakes, learn from the being ineffective in those big pressure moments, come, come good in a Champions League situation where they needed this victory. They needed, needed something to get over the hump. And now Martinelli seems like he's becoming more influential, whether it's scoring goals, whether it's creating goals, whether it's hold-up play or being just dangerous. That's where you need Martinelli to be. Can I get a little word in for Sevilla? Um, I'm worried yes. for Diego Alonso. He's only won one game. That came in the Copa del Rey against the sixth You're division worried side. for Diego Alonso? Yeah, he's yet to win an important game, and he's got Betis at the weekend. It's the derby of Sevilla. There are question marks in Spain. So early on, he's managed six games, won that one game in Copa del Rey, and... It just won't help him if he loses the weekend. To, I don't think he Betis. deserved this job, job in, the in the first, first place. place. Fair enough. This Look, is too I, big for Diego so Alonso. How, how long does, does his role persist if Correct. things don't turn out? Uh, look, they're sitting dead last. So they finished dead last. I think they have a reason to ask questions about the appointment. He didn't do well with Uruguay at the World Cup. He, he turned ba- the ship around go back in, to in Cup qualifying, but then he got into the World Cup. Didn't do well. Didn't do well at Air Miami. He has those CONCACAF. Champions League titles with Monterrey and Pachuca to vouch, but this is a massive couple of steps upwards, and it's not starting off on the right foot. And in Spain, reportedly, there already are question marks, and I feel like the pressure is on at Sevilla. Sevilla is a tough job. You don't have all the unlimited budget to go out and get whoever you want, but your fans are now used to a top-level European, at least performance. It's not an easy job. Diego Alonso being that guy after the way he performed at, or the way he managed at Inter-Miami, the way he managed at Uruguay, but it look, seemed like, look, I'm look like, how the, did he end up the, in this the, the line is, yeah, Who's his agent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I mean, really, though. Bro. Well, I mean, just got photos yeah. of everybody. Sevilla can't get it <laughs> Compromising right. positions. Uh, let's take a look now at the Group C table. <laughs> and uh, a team that did qualify and has no problem uh, in La Liga Real Madrid. 12 points. They are through to the knockout rounds. Union Berlin, what a story for them. One yeah. draw against Napoli. Snap, uh, snapping a 12-match losing streak with a draw that probably felt like a win uh, as they came back late in that hey, one. They are undefeated in their last They're, one they- matches. <laughs> That's a pretty incredible stat. Man United is plus 5,000 to win Champions League. Ooh. <laughs> I think we'd see that day. I would. Hey, and, and we're, I, we're and doing I betting tomorrow, are we bet. not? And, no. and, and on, putting money on wouldn't, I wouldn't even come you close gotta, to putting money on you Man United. I bet you Eric Ten Hag wouldn't even put money on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but looking back at this... Uh, 
Group C and looking, you know, Real Madrid obviously through Napoli. You think pretty comfortable there? Yes. I, I think what happened here is Madrid now claims the, the top spot in this group easily after, the, mm. after this, this week. Deservedly so. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for Union Berlin, they get a point. It's a massive point for them. And it's not so much for, for this Champions They're League campaign. Champions League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, to it's, the rafters. it's for the confidence to go back to Bundesliga because they've been shocking. Yeah. That, that's what it's for. That, that point just gives them a little bit more heading into the Bundesliga because they've just been so poor this season. They didn't even know what to do after the ball went in. <laughs> yeah, do you celebrate? Geraldo Becker's like, oh, I think yeah. I got this. <laughs> no, you don't. It's, but it's, it's Look, first thing he does is look to see if uh, the corner flag had gone up. Hey, they got a celebration in. <laughs> you know? I, I thought they were getting ready to do some like sort of like line dance there with the, the quick step, but they just <laughs> embraced instead. Um, uh, another result in this group that kind of went under the radar is the Real Madrid win against Braga because it could have started off really difficult for Real Madrid. They face a penalty kick. Kepa Arrizabalaga was injured in the warm-up, and Andri Lunin, the backup goalkeeper, had to step up. And this is how imposing the Bernabeu is. Braga, it's the first time ever going to Real Madrid's house. And Jalo, who had scored, a Spanish player for Braga, who had scored in match day three against Madrid, had an opportunity to score in the Bernabeu. And Lunin, the backup goalkeeper from Ukraine, picks up a massive save. That, that is just the mystique of the badge that helps Madrid pull out a win and they ended up winning. And I think it's just because we expect Madrid to win. Yeah, sure. It, it kind of went under the radar, but it's a big win. Secured the spot in the next mm -hmm. round. And Madrid is taking care of business early. Mm -hmm. No Bellingham needed who was on yeah, the bench. That was a pretty significant storyline. And uh, some of the other youngsters getting it done. Vinny Jr., Rodrigo. Two guys playing like they're on uh, new deals with their club. Uh, let's take a look at Group D. The top two teams that qualified uh, for the next round are Inter Milan and Real Sociedad. So that is uh, what is going on there in Group D. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking all things Major League Soccer here on Morning Footy. Stick around. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Two morning footy MLS Cup playoffs underway and it was a must win for the New England Revolution Charlie against Philadelphia Union game two of the best of three and uh, this is when things took a turn in the 45th minute so right here Mark Anthony Kay was sent off for a red card via VAR now the AR saw it and the center referee Drew Fisher and they didn't have a problem with it but he went to the camera and then this is a, a late goal from Donovan, the substitute to give the Union the 1-0 lead and, and the, ultimately the win. The Revolution played better than they have had the entire time since Bruce Arena mm -hmm. was not on the sidelines. I thought they were going to score. There were some they, and they, they, I they also thought Philly chances. would just never score. I mean, also to not defend a, a uh, yeah, free kick I, like I, that I was, ridiculous. But. I was perplexed watching the Union in this game because they had the man advantage, but they never stepped on the gas. And they allowed the revolution to build out of the back and have possession. And I thought, whoa, this is, are they playing for, 
Are they just I, like I, playing I, casually? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And the thing is, they still had a massive advantage if they went to penalties. You have yeah. Andre Blake in goal. It felt like they were just in cruise control. They weren't. They never really took it up a notch, which I expected. Little urgency. But in the end, it was enough. But was it convincing? If you're the union, that it wasn't convincing at all. Not at all. Uh, but then it goes back to okay, the revolution season's over. Yeah. Whew. How would you sum up this season and and seeing how the team performed? I feel bad for the players. It, yeah, that's it's, my takeaway from it, the revolution it, season. It was very, um, man, I'm trying to put this in words. Deflating, I think, because it was building, 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 building to something that could have been great, and then the whole scandal happens mm-hmm. between front office and uh, Bruce Arena, and it's like someone pinched the balloon and it just, you, it was erratic, uncontrollable, you didn't know which New England Revolution you were going to get. And I think the spirit of the players was shown yesterday when they went yeah. down a man and they were in search of the game. When Philadelphia, for some reason, they showed horrendous game management with a man up. They, were, yeah. they couldn't keep the ball. They and played it just, with no bravery. It, 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 it mimicked a little bit what happened in, in MLS Cup final. Um, but New England had, had bravery. And I think that says a lot about the players. Well, look this is at, an attractive uh, job, too. It, it, it's a very attractive job, but you oh, look right. at how it was mismanaged. Do you think like someone would leave like a morning show to take the job? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, it, it was just completely mismanaged. You sell George Petrovic, who is mm-hmm. one of the league's best, if not the league's best, to Chelsea, and I get it. You have to sell him for that amount to. of money. You, you have, have to. to. But then to not bring in a quality replacement and leave and say, let's say Thomas Watzlik, who was brought in to come and replace him, never played. But then you play Matt Polster out of position as an inverted left back. Yeah. Multiple times you play Dewan Jones, who's been a left back his, his entire revolution career where he's had all this success. You're playing him at right back and he's telling you, I want to play left back. This is where I've played. And the coach has been t- telling him, no, you're not a left back. You're a right back. Right. So y- you already have that. Carlos Hill wasn't happy. He, he, fe- he felt that, you know, this team isn't playing the way that they should. They're not set up to, to succeed. Players are playing out of position. You don't have a quality striker. As a nine, Gustavo Bo was injured, not injured, playing out of, uh, in, as an inverted winger, playing as a nine, not having support, changing the complete system. When this team was set a certain way to have a success in a certain formation, that's worked. All of a sudden, Bruce Arena leaves, and you're changing it? And then you change your goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper who has, has potential for sure, but to come in and play in the most crucial moment of the season with no experience and gives up a pen in your first road match in the playoffs at, at the Philadelphia Union where they're very good, the, the last thing you want to do is give them a goal give them a penalty and and the countless mistakes, a disastrous first half in that first leg that really set set the the tone for for the playoff series. But uh, again, this revolution side has so much quality and they underperformed. And and yes, the players weren't set up to succeed. They they felt almost wronged 
in, in this yeah. situation. Um, you you I look mean, at how the season finished. I they were kept finished. in the dark with a lot of what was going on behind the scenes. It, it's incredible, they truly, were. the way that they it, yeah. you know, valiantly I mean, fought the rest of the season. As frustrating as the tail end of the season has been, you almost have to have to wonder where was this team that we saw on this pitch down a man for the rest of that for that second half of the season. I mean, I don't know where it came from. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it came from the coach or if it came from players like Carlos Hill saying, "All right." Let's let's come together because there was they were, they were playing a way that I hadn't seen them play well, since their the first season half of the was season. On the line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I well, think you saw it's... you finally saw some freedom and players were interchanging and moving. They weren't glued to one position, and they tried to go back to basics. It wasn't you weren't playing Matt Polster as a left back. Yeah, things were overcomplicated. Long, it, right. For them. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Just. Go back to basics. What yeah. made you successful? And we saw that. Ultimately, the red card changed the game. Definitely. And, yeah. and we, we, we talk about VAR. Was it intended to over, to over referee, to, to micromanage? No, to, it wasn't. To, no. Minimal impact on the game. The re- Drew Fisher was there. The AR was there. there it's not like it was missed. Yeah. And, and if, if you look at the, the video evidence, is it clear and obvious that Mark Anthony K st- stepped on his chest? Yes. Mm-hmm. But just like when we see uh, plays throughout VAR where the evidence maybe forces the referee to make that decision. This is even more gray than the Rashford one. I, was, I, I disagree. More I think. than the Rashford one that he gets him higher up on the ankle? Yeah. So, well, this is the thing. Look. In real time. He's rolling where Mark Anthony's supposed to. He's rolling towards. Look, he's rolling towards where he's supposed to step. He also kind of kicks I, his knee up, too, that, like, makes contact with the foot as he's trying to make you're t- the, the, And you're not telling me there's a little bit of acting in there selling that call? What what call? What foul? Were, what time were you fouled that you didn't sell it a little bit? Well, yeah, of I, I didn't. I, I didn't in say he shouldn't have done it, or he didn't but, do it, but, but or that I didn't do it. But did he sell it? That's his he, job he as a Philadelphia. Right. I'd be but, on the but, I'd be on the, the floor screaming for bloody murder. But. Um, quickly before we go to break about Philadelphia Union, obviously no Juli Carranza, and I think that played into it. Why they no Kai and, Wagner and, and no Kai Wagner, but not only that, no Kai Wagner for the game against Cincinnati, and no Kai Wagner for the game after that also, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. big loss. If Philly would have to make Philly. it all the way to the final if, if Kai Wagner were to return with that three-game suspension. We'll take a short break uh, here now, and we've got some Europa League action to get into. Stay with us. Roma against Lecce, the two Gianarossi, the two Lupi are in action in this huge game. So here we go. On the outside of Mancini. Banda! A beast! The sucker punch of Lecce! Zalewski's crossing, and that is a brilliant equalizing goal. And there's still time to win it here. Lukaku on the turn. Lukaku! Incredible! where the heart is for Romelu Lukaku and he wins it for Roma at the death. 
incredible. What a comeback for Roma over Lecce this weekend. They're back in action, taking on Slavia Prague in Group G of Europa League action. That one right here on the Galazzo Network at 12.45 Eastern. Some other matches to look forward to, all streaming on Paramount. Plus Ajax and Brighton in Group B, also at 12.45 Eastern. Rangers against Sparta Prague and Toulouse Liverpool, West Ham United, Olympiacos, Atalanta against SK Sturm Graz right here on the Galazzo Network as well at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but guys, that Roma comeback at the death. Romelu Lukaku doesn't get much better than that. No, I mean, and Roma have won six of their last seven in all competitions. So the reason why you bring in a player like Romelu Lukaku is because he's going to get you goals. He's going to change the way you play in the attacking third. Whether it is the goal scoring, which he's capable of, but he is fit. He is sharp. His hold-up play, he influences the attacking third. And we're seeing just how good he is with Roma. It's, he, he feels like he's happy. You can see the energy that he has. And Roma enjoy playing with him. Because look, at he's getting on the end of things. He's making good runs. Uh, I love to see a player revitalized, yeah. and that's what we're seeing with Lukaku. And he's doing it in the big moments, too. Three match-winning goals for Lukaku. I mean, that, that's another reason that you need a player like that to to not just have the, the stats that he's had this season, but to do it when the lights are the brightest and, and the moment's the biggest. Yeah, and I, look, I know a lot of fans hate XG, but if you see a goal tally higher than your XG, that means you're overperforming the passes you're getting, the positions you're in, mm -hmm. so you're shooting better than the area and the space you're in. And look, he's nearly doubling it, and that just goes to show that he is in top, top form at the moment. That said, he does have the allegations to be. In big moments, he goes away. And I think a game against Slavia Prague, I'm gonna let you get your joke off in a second. I can see it on your face. In a game against Slavia Prague, this is a European competition. This is where we've seen him cower. And maybe not in these moments, maybe closer bigger to the moments. knock. Yeah, the bigger moments. Yeah. But every time you, it's a European competition, you have something to improve. Go I, I'm gonna start calling you Alex G. Guerrero. <laughs> we paused the show for that. Sorry. <laughs> Lukaku has an incredible record goal scoring streak, consecutive goal scoring streak in the Europa League with all the teams that he's played with in the Europa League. He's now scored in 14 consecutive Europa League games, which is an incredible feat. I think Slavia Prague is a pretty difficult place to go play. Mind you, Mourinho, this is Mourinho's last game with his touchline ban. He'll be mm -hmm. able to coach afterwards. Mourinho is in, in Czech Republic, obviously. Anyone who um, follows him on social media knows that because he's being wild petty with his co posts. Correct. <laughs> well, he's, he's always been like that. <laughs> you I love, love that. it. You love it. Um, Nonetheless, you expect Roma to go through, and uh, they have they have fight. And with a healthy Usema War, with Steven Osharawi mm -hmm. back to some of his best form in his career, it only helps the the argument for for Roma to get wins on the road. I have a question for both of you. Uh, one of my favorite things is when both of you are on Golasso show. When's the next time that's going to happen? By the way. Today. Okay, today. Ah, I know. That's why I asked. Uh, everybody watch it. <laughs> on Paramount uh, Plus. Oh, is it on Paramount Plus? Oh, my God. I wish I worked for them. Um, th this is one of my favorite things when you two are together is the way both of you can help break down uh, a team or also can see a, a player or a team like a Union Sanjil was last season, can hype up a team that deserves it or a player like a Boniface that deserves it. You've seen Roma. We've seen now what this Roma under a Jose Mourinho is. Maybe Hussam Arwar adds a little bit of a, of a dynamism that they, maybe they need in the midfield. But as we've seen them right now, is this team good enough to win this competition? As long as Dybala is healthy 
and Lukaku and, and there's no major injuries? Yes. Because they, under Mourinho, defensively, they can lock it down, right? They can park the bus. They can lock it down. Mm-hmm. They're well organized. But they were missing an X factor if they, if they weren't controlling yeah. the game. So defensively, you have no question marks now. Right. Attacking were the question marks. So if Dybala is healthy and Lukaku is still playing the way that he is now, yeah, absolutely. There, there's going to be a couple of teams dropping down for the Champions League that they're not better than. But can they win? Can it's not a hundred percent. Are they? No, no, win? no. Can that, they win? That's important. I mean, are they of the quality that once those teams drop down, they have enough to win? Yes, I, I do. I, I don't so. think they have enough. Why? They're they're not as dynamic, and they can't adapt enough against a team that will demand more of them. A team with more quality of the Champions League caliber. Maybe they get lucky. So Sevilla, and they face so Sevilla winning Sevilla's, last year. Sevilla, Sevilla's going to be. Sevilla's going to be. No, but I'm saying Sevilla winning last year. You did you say that? Do you think that they could win the competition given that that how that team was built? But they were they were well managed. They were organized. They have dynamism going forward, and they were and they were good defensively. Considering, and, the te- considering the teams that dropped and, down, you think they still had enough talent it was for that you'd sure, say that they could win? Fair. It was for sure a surprise. Sevilla's badge also weighs heavier in the Europa League. They have that little something. With it. What if, what if you guys runs, are going to have all day to, to What if to Roma talk runs into this? one of those easy clubs like United when they drop down? Ooh, you know, just a simple straight-up action. Alexis throwing <laughs> daggers here. Man, you fans, cover your ears and your eyes. Uh, uh, come, you, yeah, check your comments. I, well, I guess, <laughs> guess who's going to get that clip? But I mean, check your comments. <laughs> okay, let's decide for a break. When we come back, we are talking all things NWSL here on Morning Footy. Hey, Rush. Put that up. He probably already put that up. Welcome everyone to San Diego, California. For tonight's first semi-final of the NWSL playoffs. Let's go in line. That cross. Off the post and in. All rain are going to the final. Here's Ryan for Gotham. Striding forwards with purpose. Still Yasmin Ryan. What about the finish? Not a bad way to put your first one in the back of the net. Stengel with a strike. And Katie Stengel has broken the deadlock. Gotham have done it. They've knocked out the reigning NWSL champions. Well, you couldn't have written the story much better than this. O.L. Reign and Gotham FC facing off in the NWSL Championship. Megan Rapinoe, Allie Krieger, it's set to be a great one. And we've got complete coverage for you here on the Galazzo Network. You can catch a special edition of Attacking Third starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll be right here following the game for an extended post-game show as well. So, so pumped for this one. But, guys, I'm also feeling a little bit uh, of a certain way about it because this was the matchup a lot of people we're, we're rooting for U.S. women's national team legends Allie Krieger, Megan Rapino announced uh, months ago that this would be their last season. Everyone is wondering, how's it going to end? Will either of them lift the cup? Well, now each of them have an opportunity to, but they have to do so by facing off against one another. I feel like uh, U.S. women's national team fans are a bit divided here. You saw the story that they put 
Yes. That they had spoken to each other over text asking. Yeah, that was amazing. Megan Rapino. When was the last game? And it's Ali written in Krieger. the stars. It <laughs> really was. This was like back in September. Uh, there were screenshots shared uh, on Instagram. Ali Krieger and Megan Rapino have been texting, hey, when's your last game going to be? And it was like uh, November 11th. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And now she goes, well, we then go. that'll be my last game, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's <laughs> come to fruition. I think this is. It's cool. If you're, if you're a neutral, this is, this is a best case scenario. You get to see two. Two titans of this game, two two you know players that were speaking of it, written in the stars. These are the stars. They've helped usher this game forward, this women's game forward. Think about mm-hmm. where the game was when they started. They showed a photo of Megan Rapinoe's first NWSL game. It looked like it was filmed on camcorders. There was, I think, only a couple hundred people in the stands. And now look at where they are. They're going to be in a stadium that's most likely going to be completely filled with fans for both of these teams. And it's it's on a prime time. And CBS has played CBS. such a big role in helping get the league to this point as well. They leave it in a much better place than when they stepped into it. it it's mm. really just... Role models. For role boys models. and girls. Absolutely. It, it, it's, you know, I, I look at these two players coming into the last game and the, the little that they have left in the tank, it's emptied. And, and you're, you're inspiring your teammates as well. So, Yes, you're I don't know for that Allie Krieger goal line clearance on uh, what was it the final day of the season against Kansas City. She's she still got some juice. That well, yeah, that. but she's, <laughs> it's about to be gone. It's yeah, dry no, up yeah, after yeah, this last game. Not that much. It's not that much juice left to squeeze, and, but now she'll squeeze it all out. Yeah. I was there for that. And one of the things you could see on her face that I don't think the camera caught was she was like, "I'm not letting this happen. We're going to keep this going." That was supposed to be her final match. Yeah. And the team is now sort of I keep using the word galvanized, but the team is sort of corralled around her. Kept saying, "This will not be. This isn't Allie's but last match. This isn't." that this Gotham team's been good. Juan Carlos Amaros, the NWSL coach of the year, has done a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, he got Esther Gonzalez to come to to this (laughs) point. So, I mean... But Darian said it perfect. His whole thing is organized chaos, and that is an exactly perfect way to to talk about how this team plays. I'm curious what you think in terms of who has the advantage going into this game, because when I look at the two sides, I go, okay, in in the attack, I'm going to give the edge to Gotham. Yeah. And, And... you know, I look at O.L. Reign and Jordan Heidema has been a player who hasn't been as clinical as she needs to be. And if you throw it in the air, she's, she's pretty dominant in the air. But in terms of the style of this game and, and a final, if you had to bet on a, on a match winner, I just look at Lynn Williams and Esther Gonzalez and, and Midge Purse being able to produce that moment of, mm-hmm. of, of magic in, in that die, in the whether it's the dying minutes of the game or, or early in the first half to kind of set the tone because they were able to withstand the Portland Thorns mm-hmm. and keep a clean sheet mm-hmm. and I think that gives them That's all the confidence yeah. needed to go into a final. Well, I mean, that is to do this season. Yeah. Portland Thorns have been on a run for and if it goes down to the minutes where it's a nil-nil uh, I think 98% of the momentum is on Gotham's side because they just have been so difficult to be beaten. I think their momentum on their side, yes, but Oil Rain also to get past the, the Shield winners, San yeah. Diego. And, and to me, I give Oil Rain the edge only because of the experience that this team has being in these moments and coming up short. And Allie, I, think, I get it. You hate Gotham. Too. Yeah, I just mean, come on. I got to bounce just, out somewhere. Just we got say Gotham it. Love on the let show. it out. You <laughs> feel better. I'm Gotham, but I'm giving Oil Rain the edge. Separate. Nico? Okay. Gotham just has a little bit of that bite. Nice. They, they got that dog. Bat fangs. Ah, a little yeah. bit of that bite. And Welcome I, to <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> um, I asked Jordan why I feel like the media isn't making a bigger deal of, of Pino and, and Krieger retiring. And it's like, 
I feel like we've already had that moment with Krieger's send-off yeah. in New Jersey, with Pino with the national team. We've known this moment was coming, so I don't think it'll overshadow this game. It'll be an undertone yeah. because there's a lot of storylines here for these teams to win yeah, the retirement storyline is in the past. Now it's about going out and uh, lifting the cup. We'll step aside for a break. When we come back, we're talking U.S. men's national team and the upcoming Nations League matches. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here is a look at the upcoming CONCACAF Nations League matches. U.S. men's national team will face off against Trinidad and Tobago Thursday, November 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, Costa Rica taking on Panama, that one on Paramount+. Plus. You can watch Jamaica and Canada here on the Galazzo Network and Honduras taking on Mexico, that one also streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Friday, November 17th. And uh, guys, qualifiers for yes. Copa America. Feel good about the U.S. going into these games despite a couple of injuries, but should get the job done. Yeah, they should get the job done, but we all know international Football is different. It's played with a different intensity, a, a different um, grind because teams are playing for pride, playing for contracts. Uh, in this situation, the U.S. should breeze past Trinidad breeze. and Tobago. And two legs? Breeze. So, you know, whether Christian Pulisic plays or not, that, it, that should not matter. Um, but I'm excited for some of the, the players who have, have done well at their clubs in, in Europe. Is there, I was going to say, who yeah. do we think needs to shine? Because I think we might have all different answers. Who do you think really needs to deliver? And I, I look, I know it's not Germany, mm -hmm. but still, this is two important matches. Uh, Balogun needs to deliver. Yeah. They're yeah. official matches. Yeah. They're, West, you got to see your saying. best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weston, Weston McKinney needs, mm -hmm. needs to deliver. I kind of expect uh, them to, but I think you and I were right. Um, that maybe we don't have different answers. But how, how much Balogun. does Balogun's performance, is, how much is it affected by who's playing around him in midfield and out on the flanks? Well, because depends, we saw... For club game, he hasn't scored since the, the last international break, uh, since his game against uh, Germany. So, I'm personally, for me, I'm, I'm, if you're not doing it at the club, I need you at least to see you shine at a different level for your, for your country. Yeah, but he's... As long as you're playing, he's the number, for me, he's the number one. He's the number one option. It's yeah. not even close. He's the number one by far. Uh, Ricardo Pepe's not playing uh, at yeah. PSV, and he, he, he will not be playing at PSV because Luke de Jong is the captain and the leading goal scorer. So it, it's one thing to be playing at a top club and you're, you're, you're playing against somebody who is, could be rotated or changed. Luke de Jong is he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's the captain. So Ricardo Pepe's in a tough place. But uh, in terms of, of Balogun, he, he is the centerpiece uh, as the striker for the U.S. Men's National Team. So... Regardless who plays, hmm. I think when you don't have Christian Pulisic, the, the emphasis to get him the ball is probably a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. um, so you expect him to shine in a game against Trinidad and Tobago. That, that's where he needs to come alive. And a player who hasn't scored in, in club football for, for a couple of matches, this is where you get going again. These mm -hmm. are the type of matches where you're going to get opportunities, you're going to get chances, and that's what's going to happen against Trinidad and Tobago. They're going to get opportunities, and he needs to, to come good. Do we know about Wea's status? He won't be ready for, for this window? I, and if he's not, because he's, he's been sidelined with mm -hmm. Juve, the person that benefits most from his presence is uh, Balogun because he just provides that depth. He can get in behind. He can play that ball to, to, to free up Balogun because of his speed. Um, he also gives him space because defenders have to collapse the way. For sure. So 
potentially no post, potentially nowhere. Gio Reyna. Okay. Yeah. More importance on Gio Reyna now. Okay. But how many as, minutes as does Gio Reyna have, you know, in each match? Well, he's going to be pushed. I mean, he, yeah. he's healthy. The, yeah, the, he's the problem with Gio Reyna is he's in a tough club situation mm -hmm. because it's clear and, and obvious that Terzic, the manager, does not trust in him. There, there's mm -hmm. no trust. He doesn't value him the way he should, in my opinion, given his quality. And I don't know how trainings go. I don't know what that relationship is like. But in terms of what we know Gio Reyna is capable of and how he plays, this is similar to Christian Pulisic in, in some of those rough times with Chelsea, those, mm -hmm. those difficult times. I think he needs to go to another club where a manager is going to give him those opportunities. And if that means going to Belgium to play uh, or, or the Netherlands, Netherlands and playing at a Champions League club, like we see Serginho Destin, he's living his best life with yeah. PSV, then I think that's what, what is needed. But um, one player that I'm really hyped on right now is Kevin Paredes. He's, he's playing extremely well uh, for, for his manager, Kovac, who's come out and said, I love the development uh, that I'm seeing from him. He's really improving. Two straight starts in the Bundesliga. He just scored last week. Kevin Paredes, DC United, homegrown. Uh, I, I, he's, got, he's got a spark to him. And Where does he fit in this setup for the national team? Right now, as a winger. As a winger. Yeah, in a position a where... He could play as a left be, wing. Or Christian Pulisic or, could be or as way, a left wing. Yeah, uh, I could see him playing as a left winger, not starting, but this is a window where you want to give him a look. Yeah, especially He's playing if really well. The U.S. have you know Wea dealing with an injury, and we we are not mm. sure totally yet on Christian Pulisic's status. We know that he's dealing with muscle fatigue, mm -hmm. but unsure whether or not he'll be called in. H how would you guys manage if you're Greg Berhalter, Pulisic's injury, whether or not he's able to to join? the U.S., like how, how would you go uh, about So you bring, him, you bring him in. Evaluate yeah. him. You bring, you bring him in. For sure. I, I would not rush to play him. Nope. You, knowing how important his, his success at Milan will dictate the mm -hmm. Copa America success, you need him to be playing. Yeah. You need him yeah. healthy. Uh, Do you think he, Pioli maybe says, fine, obviously you, you can go. Do you think he has a conversation with Berhalter to say, like, mm -hmm. here's, here's what our staff mm -hmm. has seen. Please yes. take it easy on him. Yeah, yes. And, and Christian is also going to have that conversation with Greg Berhalter saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, my legs are heavy. I, I, need, a, I need a little break. And if, if I don't, if I'm not needed, yeah. give me the rest, right? And, and it's also good as an American, I can vouch for this, coming back to camp to see your, your best friends. This is your family. It's good to come back and, and, and have that moment of just hanging out with the guys, being present. He's a leader within this team. So... You're going to come back, be around the guys, be evaluated. I think this is also a time where you get the treatment, you get, you get that recovery that you need to go back to Milan and continue to produce because he is needed for this Milan side. Mm -hmm. How do the U.S. just leave no question against Trinidad and Tobago? If something could go wrong, how would it go wrong? Oh, my God. You, you, I don't even want to think about that. I'm not, I, don't think, I don't think it will. Trinidad has dropped off significantly. Again, we've said this every time that we've seen them in yeah. the Gold Cup. They were pretty hard to watch. They were not good. And, and, and the U.S. at this point, I really would want to see the bookies, what it is for Trinidad to qualify to the next round because 
It's it might not US, be pretty. Though. It's it's Concacaf. I, I don't I don't think we can expect it to be pretty over two legs. But, but there's going to be failure moments. if the U.S. doesn't go out and put four goals on it. No, no. But I think the game. I think the the red herring or or like a big mistake or a landmine we could step on isn't so much in how well Trinidad and Tobago plays. Maybe it's unnecessary injuries or loss of form or something bad happening with the mm-hmm. U.S. men's national team. I think we would all place our our own money on the U.S. men's national team to succeed in these yeah. in these two games. That said. I don't want to see a bad injury. I don't want to see maybe somebody get stuck in in the wrong way. And just for a game mm-hmm. that didn't matter, maybe a start mm-hmm. that didn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things, there's yeah. a bad injury. Yeah, especially given the current injuries that a lot of players on the squad are, are dealing with. Yeah. And Christian Pulisic, a big one that we'll continue to watch. Stay with us. to morning footy wrapping things up on this Thursday here's a look at your footy fix everything to look forward to this afternoon here on Paramount Plus and the Galazzo Network in Europa League Ajax taking on Brighton at 1245 Eastern Toulouse and Liverpool and Slavia Prague against Roma that one right here on the Galazzo Network Europa Conference League action Aston Villa against AZ Alkmaar at 3 p.m. on Paramount Plus and HJK against Frankfurt at 1245 p.m. Eastern and in Brazil Botafogo taking on Gremio at 6 p.m. on Paramount Plus. Europa League. Any uh, matches catch your eye? Welcome to hell. Um, <laughs> How many times? Uh, I think that's the third uh, time no, we've had the, the, the big one for me is Brighton versus Ajax. Mm-hmm. Brighton, Brighton one win in eight in all competitions. So Brighton have not been playing well. Ajax, I mean, on the other of, hand. A lot of draws. Um, just not as dynamic as we've mm-hmm. seen from Brighton uh, over the past year for Deserby. So it's a little bit of a challenge versus Ajax, who feel like maybe they've turned the yeah. page. Two games. They were, Two well, games. They were, and they're, they're but that's, home. that's huge. This, it, it's it, it, 10 without it, a win. It, it, they, so, uh, they were in hell. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this is a home game for IX2. It, it feels like this could be the moment where they look back at, the, at, at, at their season and go, this, this helped us turn the tide. Yeah. So... I think Ajax are coming in with all this momentum and Brighton mm. are, 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 are all they, this momentum. Yes, for them, considering where they were. This is momentum for them. Two okay. in a row. And, and if they lose, where does that momentum go? Out the right, window. Right, right back, back to, to another ten. the basement. No. Uh, and then for so Brighton. I would, would you say they're, 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 I don't know if it's momentum. Like it it's is. They're, 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 two nil, they're picking four one. No, it's momentum. That is some momentum. 4-1. You're playing at home against Brighton. You lost 2-0 to them the, the first go-round. This is the time to turn it all around okay. where you go, oh, we do have something going. I, I would have described that as momentum. Like, think about how, how, momentum how, is, is five wins in a row. No, That's no, momentum. You can't six goals, one goal against in two matches, both wins at against home. Heracles. It's momentum. It's momentum. Still, uh, they would have lost Harrington, two weeks Harrington, ago. Harrington, Come on. And, and Volendam. Volendam, yes. Volendam. yes. Momentum. 4-1. It's goals. You're, you're not conceding. There's Fair. progress. It's mom- That's called progress. momentum. Progress. Think of the That's vibes. Okay. Think of the vibes for this mm-hmm. fan base. Progress, if they vibes, beat, momentum. Right. We're all kind of saying the same thing here. Either way. Right? <laughs> It's going in the right vibes direction. Vibes is three matches. If momentum is five, yeah, well, vibes yeah, is how three. Do you, uh, vibes. No, and this, I think the vibes will be incredible for this fan base to see a bit of a turnaround if they win this match. And a Brighton, that it'll has be a, lot a huge of, relief. It's got, they've got a lot of questions right now. Okay, Deserving so needs Nico, to find the tactics that work. Do you want to see then? If IX can win, <laughs> if IX can win, do have you convinced that there is positive? They're they're, they're they're starting to turn the corner. 
it'll because this is just a microcosm of everything that's going on. They can still go on to be eliminated from this group stage despite winning today, and they can go on to still have a pretty poor season despite the the two wins. Yontvanship has come in and they've gotten right results. Amazing. Keep that going. Your Ajax. Are you I'm concerned for Zerbi? <laughs> um. No, not really. I don't think Brighton is that type of club where they're rash to make a certain decision. No, no, the not, not, not going their but way. just a concern in terms of not for his job security, but in terms of where Brighton are this season. He has to adjust. They, he they, hasn't been they, able to they adjust need to start getting results, yet. clearly. Um, I think it's more than that. I think he has to show that if he is, you know, the guy who's crowned by Pep as the next in line, Fair. so to speak. Fair. If he's the one that, you know, uh, Real Madrid were considering if Xabi Alonso for some reason doesn't want to go. If he has all these accolades that he's starting to acquire, he has to show that he can adjust. If he doesn't adjust, if, if teams start to figure out your tactics and they don't bring that pressure that you're expecting them to, and now your offense doesn't click, you need to show that you can get around that. You need to show that you can continue to build by losing big players, which that's Brighton's way. They're going to continue to sell their best players, and you need to continue to go. Uh, Maybe he a, does need me as a coach. A, I'm having a tough time when he talks because I'm staring at your jacket and it feels like that's a bird watching jacket. Like okay. you're going to the park just to watch birds. Okay. Okay. And maybe you're there to murder another assassin. Yeah, maybe. You know? so, <laughs> we get to meet in the so park. So Alexis has his binoculars. Charlie's got. Well, I don't know if we can say it. Um, I'm just here to watch birds. He's making a listen. I'm the innocent bystander. Transactions. Um, I look like I'm here to put the lights up. That's what I look like. Well, I'm fine with that. Hey, yeah. Alexis, you did a great job with all the fall decor. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got to do this, and then uh, maybe go get some coffee. You guys want? coffee? Yeah, um, man. I mean, we have a long day. We do have a long day. I How about this? How about some breaking news? Oh, oh my God. Breaking, yeah, production. How about two and a half million population of Brooklyn? Guess what? You're getting your own professional team. In a little bit, we're about to find out a little more about this logo and this team. I don't know if we have a logo if we can put it up. Brooklyn FC. How about Brooklyn that? Brooklyn Football Club. USL. Guess what channel USL is going to be shown on? What? So Brooklyn FC and CBS. Oh, How about oh, that? What that? Are we looking at the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow. Oh, Very that, nice. That's nice. That is nice. I feel like we've seen some, some logos as of late that mm -hmm. have been shaky. Kind of Shaky. San Diego come to mind. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is. I, that's that, bold. Yeah, whoever designed this team, in fact, uh, this will cause some scenes. Uh, you got, you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, the creative team behind this, call San Diego, bro. They need your help Oof. real bad. But shouts to Brooklyn FC. This is going to be huge, huge for the borough. USL Brooklyn. continuing to do it right. Hey, developer, hey, two and a half million. You know the population of Uruguay? Three, something. Three and a half? Mm -hmm. Three and a half million? Wow. How, Good point. how high up was, uh, was Uruguay in the FIFA rankings? Mm, I don't know. They've been the in the top one, 10 pretty have, consistently. They have two World Cups. Yeah. They're the country with the highest World Cups per capita. So You're telling me a multicultural two and a half million in Brooklyn, they can't develop a bunch of players for this men's national team hey, and the women's national team if they, the, develop, if they get a women's what team? What do you think the response is going to be? For this, this is like this overwhelming. Is incredible. overwhelming I think it's Brooklyn, positive. so you gotta say, uh, forget about it. No. <laughs> forget no. about it. Uh, I'm playing here. <laughs> <laughs> you excited? I'm really excited. Congratulations to the ownership. Are they calling group. you? Huh? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason why I know about it. You they know? can potentially they me to stay away. Probably. I want to hear Alexis call these games. Oh, that would be Ooh. fun. Yo, oh. the booth, dog. They could potentially play by play with the most diverse fan base in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I'm Pretty excited. Cool. Wow. And that logo, they need to get a sign that says, nice. welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to just really put a that's, bow That's on, if it was Bronx FC. That's, <laughs> that's going to do it for us on Morning Footy. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.